What's up, y'all? It's your boy DJ Richie Scott. We're back with another episode. And today I have someone very special in the house. Uh, for those of you guys who are watching, you can already see him. But for those of you guys who are listening, let me just give you a little bit of information about this person here. We have world-renowned Derek Monroe, uh, hairstylist, mogul, influencer at this point i should say the host of your own show behind the scenes beauty i mean <laughs> what's going on not much come on world renowned i'll take you. <laughs> <laughs> i was like am i i think there's some people that don't know me so i mean cool. well for those who don't know okay right. um you have been the man behind the looks of some of the stars of the view for quite some time yes i've been there five years in march yeah so i don't know why it seems like you've been there way, like way longer it's because of the impact <laughs> 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 when i got there i made it home so that's okay <laughs> okay that's what you do that's what you do and you know i wanted to you know say too that a lot of people are getting to know you now because of the interviews that you're doing for your own show. And the funny thing is, I remember sitting in Miami with you and having conversations when you were planning this all out. And now- Because I admire what you do. So I knew if there was anyone that I should talk to, it should have been you, but continue, sorry. But the amazing thing is, I mean, to see that it go from idea to execution to now i mean you're doing some top tier talent i mean not only you've had kenya more on you know whoopi on who else have you had on was it was it angela you had nicole brown who else did you ask was it angela rye angela rye has been on the show uh beyonce's makeup artist sir john has been on the show raven was my first celebrity Raven was my first celebrity on the show um oh my gosh uh Wendy Williams makeup artist Morel Wendy Williams oh Wendy god. Williams that was it too oh my god Wendy Williams when she was promoting her? her biopic yeah how did I forget her <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> you know so the interesting thing is I always talk to people and you know whenever people ask about my own journey with YouTube and with creating your own digital content, because I feel like I should say that because it's it's more than just YouTube. It's it's bigger than that. And I always tell people ownership is the key. You know, you have your your regular gig with, you know, the view and that's already pretty high profile. But there is nothing like having your own projects and your own creative content. Um, you know, for me, you took a very professional route to this. And sometimes taking that route feels a little slower in the beginning. Okay, but explain the payoff, what Explain what you mean when you say a professional route. Okay, so here's here's what I say. So for some people like like myself when I started off with YouTube for quite a while, it was just me and this iPhone, okay? This iPhone uh -huh. right here and you know, that worked for me in the space that I was in. But even as we were talking, you know, when we were in Miami 
at that time and you were telling me that you were going to, you know, work with a, you know, a videographer and even as we've talked even since, I mean, you know, an editor and that sort of thing. Can you talk to me about the process of building that? Oh, okay. So the very first show I did was like, uh, it was a panel uh, discussion after the Met Gala. And it had uh, Larry Sims, Maria House, all these people that had basically worked on, um, they had all worked on the Met Gala that day, which to me is actually one of my most special shows. It was poorly produced because the videographer said that he could get me the return the next day. He over he overpromised because he did. <laughs> I mean, he did get it to me the next day, but you, we were up all night. I had like an hour of sleep. And he still didn't get it to me by seven o'clock. Everyone knows Matt Gala is really the day of and the morning. By noon, people are over it. And he got it to me at like seven o'clock. But it was still special to me because, um, first of all, to get black talent that had worked in that beauty creative space, the day of was never seen or heard from you know what I'm saying so I, I I still consider that one of my most special but it's a lot like I was getting the space and first of all committing to paying for it and knowing that you're not getting anything from this but to see your vision come to life and so getting the space and finding the videographer and booking the people people my show even still to this day is a two-man job it's it's I do the booking, the, the producing. I pull the edits. My videographer shows up to do the video. He then, I then rewatch it and then pull the edits, do the time codes and send it to him. And then he places it. He sends mm. it back to me. And then now I've done these voiceover intros. So now I, I have to do a voiceover intro. So I have, now I've got a, a whole mic set up. So it's the whole thing. So, um, but I was very, because especially now that people can do Instagram lives, I'm very, in, I'm very, uh, I'm really trying to make sure that mine doesn't just fall in just every category. So that's why I'm very big on the edit aspect. So people can get a visual of people's stories and it's not just a conversation, but it's a whole picture being shown so that's why I'm with COVID and that put the little sting in it because all my interviews were in person but it was more expensive if I had a girl I had to provide hair and makeup and all of that stuff and you know you got to get them there I try to do it as professional I don't ask anybody for any favors and I try to do it as professional as I as any other gig so when I did Bevy I hired a makeup artist. I got her hair. You know, I did her hair, but I'd done her hair before. But I sent for a, a black car to pick her up. Like it was, I treated like the shows that I work on. So, yes, yeah, so it's work. <laughs> I, I was about to ask you that. Well, I'm gonna. I want to emphasize something too. I think that in doing it in that way, I think it positions you to better if you ever wanted to sell it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah. easy for a production company or a network to see the vision and say, okay, we want it just like this. Keep doing it like that. If yeah. you even want to go that route, let's say you, but let's say you can keep it the same way that it is now and, and own every last drop of it and 
continue you can make your money off of it you can do so much with it so i think it could go in a variety of ways but what i was going to ask you was and i think you kind of alluded to this did that professionalism come from the way you've kind of seen things work behind the scenes at the view yes but okay. just i mean the view wasn't my my first television show it's so funny a lot of people always think like the view picked me up out of obscurity, but I had, worked, <laughs> I had worked in television, you know, prior to that. Wendy Williams, and I told her this was my actual very first television show, my very first talk show back in 2009. I wasn't her hairstylist, but I would work on that show periodically and come and help for their fashion shows and stuff. And then after that, I got on to Project Runway. So I had learned how television works and how they do production and stuff. So all of that in a collaborative effort. I, I worked on this show for E that I, I can't even, I don't even know why I don't remember the name of that show, but it was a show about trends each week. They did like what the trends were for the week. And so I worked in, in a space to sort of learn how production is and try to keep that same level so mm -hmm. that when whoever comes on my show feels that it's, that they are not, lowering their standards to help me out you know what i'm saying mm, that's big and yeah. you kind of went back into your history in a little bit and i know this but you know can you tell the people where you're from and how you got into this space well you know we're from the same area that's the crazy <laughs> thing you know i love to see people that i remember you know you went to college with one of my great friends but you're from danville right Mm -hmm. So, so the funny thing is, we didn't even realize how close we were. Cause like where we're from is like 40, 40 minutes uh, apart. But I grew up in her Virginia. But um, I, my first star was really moving to LA, and and just I went there just for self improvement and self growth. But I sort of because if I'm going to do anything, I don't want to do it in the same capacity that I did it. So I was in Virginia doing hair. So if I'm moving now, I want to at least do it differently. So let's work in celebrities. So where, you know, you're doing videos and you're doing stuff that challenges you. So that's basically how I got my start. I worked in a salon in Beverly Hills and the lady used to work with people like Brandy and Eve and Elise Neal. And so those were people that I would see all the time. And it just started to open up doors as I was her assistant. And it just, once you get that connection and what's funny is, a young lady that I met in LA turned out to leave LA, move back to New York. And she was the producer that was at Wendy that asked me to help out, which started the whole television thing for me. So yeah, which is crazy. Did you have a desire to be in the television space specifically when you went to LA or was it just uh, sort of that was the path? To be honest, I was a minister at my, well, I knew I was going into the ministry and I thought I was going there to expand my horizons of the people that I was around. So <laughs> I was like, I need to get out of this bubble of the people that I, that I am around because they're going to all think the same. And I need to see like what life, what, how other people think. So that really was the, the thing. I didn't even really... But I did have a nagging to want to work in that in that field. And, and I had a homegirl that she would always keep me, you know, in the loop. So even when I moved back to Virginia, because I only stayed in L.A. for a year and I moved back to Virginia. But she would 
she started to work with Willow and Jada. And so when Willow did her back, I whipped my hair back and forth. I worked on that video with her. Um, all of that stuff, like a lot of stuff she did for Ellen and all that stuff I worked on. So she would keep me in the loop. Um, she knew I would want, she was actually, she still, she played a huge part because the guy that invited me to move to New York, she would come do fashion week. And so it made me want to get in fashion week. So I applied at the same agency that she was working at. And that particular uh, agency would send out different uh, assistants. And so they would ask me to assist this guy, which is the guy that later, his name is Teddy Charles, a white guy, um, uh, and that asked me to come and be his full-time assistant. That's how I ended up in New York. I was about to ask. And so what year did you end up in New York? 2013. Okay, okay. Against my better judgment, because I, I struggled so hard in, New, in L.A., that I never wanted to come to New York because I thought I'd struggle just the same. I lived really? in a one-bedroom apartment with two girls in LA and lived, staying on a mattress in the living room. I didn't have my own room. I didn't, you know, and they were trying to repossess my car. They were about to take cut my phone off because I didn't have a license. So I was working as an assistant and I wasn't making any money. So I went from owning my salon in Virginia, because mind you, I closed my salon to move there. So this was about to be the same situation of me closing my salon in Virginia that I had had now for six years. And then now <laughs> coming to move to New York. But um, I prayed about it and I remember crying. Don't know why I was crying, but I felt like that was when I started crying, it was the whole God telling me, you about to pack your bags and move. It was actually the best thing in the world for me, though. Like, I struggled, though, from 2013 to 2015 was still that same struggle, trying to figure out how I was going to pay the rent, driving back and forth to Virginia, doing clients there um, until I actually came here. And I mean, until I the year I got the job at The View, this picture behind me is a picture of Erica Badu. Like 2015 was just a very transformative year. Um, and it started with that. That's why I have that picture up there. It's Erica Badu in Africa. Essence was doing a photo shoot there and asked, they wanted somebody to do the whole magazine because they couldn't afford to bring different hairstyles. And they were shooting everything in Africa. And I just remember when they sent me that email asking, was I available? And I was like, for how many days? Because Essence don't ever ask you for that many days to be available. And they were asking me because they were taking us to Africa and Erica Badu was going to do the cover. And so I was going to be working with her and I was going to be doing the beauty shots and everything. And then maybe months after that, I was picking up with some work because I had gotten a contract with Dark and Lovely. And a few months after that, I got the request to come to The View. And a lot of people don't, I've said this before, but I wasn't all that happy about getting the job for The View because people don't understand television doesn't pay. <laughs> I think there's a misconception there's this misconception that television, people just throwing out money. If you work in television, they just like, here, it's a million dollars. Take it. And that's not the case. You know this, Richie. You know Oh, this. I know. And so people probably think when they saw you on your show, they was like, oh, Richie is making 10 gazillion dollars. And, you know, maybe you were. I don't know. But I know Bravo. And Bravo is not a fan of paying money. <laughs> Hence why I don't like to work with the Bravo stars that much. But anyway, 
I do certain ones, but I'm just saying certain things. But um, no, for but it doesn't really pay. And so I was really concerned because that's where my career, I'm starting to pick up. I'm starting to get all these freelancing editorial style, you know, styling gigs. And then I'm scared that, you know, the view is going to come and I'm not going to make no money. And so they were very nice um, and asking me and letting me know that if other jobs came and other opportunities came, that I could do both. And just as long as I got somebody to fill in on the days that I'm not there. And so you, me and Raven, they called me in to come work with Raven. I had actually worked with Whoopi twice outside of that, just testing with her. People don't know, still, even after a month after I got the job, Whoopi wouldn't let me touch her. She's very particular about people in her space. So she wouldn't let me touch her for like the first month. I would go by and be like, you need anything? She'd be like, I'm good. But I worked with Raven. And Sunny was just starting to be like a fill-in consistent person at that time. So I would work with Sunny and I would work with Raven. And me and Raven, she was like my heart. because We have fun every day. I mean, you cannot, I will fight you for talking about Raven Simone. So <laughs> she, she was that person. She knew the show wasn't for her though. She's a scripted girl and she would tell you every day, she did not like, people don't understand. She didn't grow up in that space of, yeah everyday life for everybody else and so her opinions and stuff are based off of her experiences but everybody would try to come off at her so wrong and it was just so crazy even like when she would say to african-american i'm not african-american she was saying i'm american she was saying i'm sure we all are descendants somewhere but i don't have any direct descendants now the funny thing is living in virginia at liberty there are africans that would actually be very upset that us as Black Americans, we call ourselves African Americans mm. because we aren't considered African. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I understood it, but I think people just gave her a hard time and she was over. And so when it was her time to go, she was out. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the great thing about her was that she had connections. I mean, obviously, it seems like everywhere she goes, I don't know what it is about her, and maybe you can attest to this, but she seems to leave an impression that works so well that people want to work with her. She, I'm telling you, she is poised for this business. When I tell you she was kind to everyone, she, she just, mm. she's been, she's been raised on a set. So she realizes it's not just about the people that she has to be on here with, but it's the, the grip people, it's the lighting people, all of, everybody plays a part. And, and if one person fails, it could, throw everything off and she understands that. So she respects everybody. So she would speak to the camera people. She would speak to the lighting people, the sound people. Everybody there loves her. If she comes to that show to guest, everybody's like Raven's coming because they loved her just that much from the producers and everyone. She was a kind person and she, yeah, she, she's, she's just amazing. So I, I, I have to, I have not a bad thing to say about her. You know, a part of me feels like she was maybe a little bit ahead of her time in terms of her specific view when she was on, because I feel like sometimes that show needs a younger voice. That's yeah. a little bit different. That doesn't necessarily, uh, it's not a conservative, it's very free. And I, I think that a lot of people liked that about her looking back on it, right? Yeah. They might yeah. not have agreed with her then, but I think that looking back on it, people can see something that maybe they didn't see back then. Yeah. Um, 
with your time at the view i mean what what do you think attributes to i mean five years is a long time in the industry to be mm-hmm. i mean you know um right. because i've been on you know different things where people have been let go at the drop of a dime you know <laughs> <laughs> right but what do you what do you attribute to not only starting with raven but sort of being able to weave your way into you know, working with other saying people. there even after she left. Um, yeah. I, I attribute that to just no, I mean, thank God I was sort of around some amazing people to be mentors to me as far as knowing how to have set etiquette, how to treat people, just and I attribute a lot of it to just um just being a good person. I think if you're a good person, to be honest, Karen Dupiche, which is the girl that suggested me for the job. All of them have been at Karen's been there maybe 17, eight, like about 18 years. Rebecca, I think maybe might be shy. If the show's been on 25 seasons, she might have been there 23. And so, you know, they all are just great people. And because mm-hmm. of that, despite how the host changed, they don't. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. um, so um, yeah, I, I think it's just about knowing your place, not doing too much. I think sometimes what happens is people take for granted that, you know, oh, I'm this, I'm that. And that's not the case. The case is, this is a job. You can get fired just like anybody else, you know, do you, but at the same time, know when to sit down. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if everybody gets that. Like, you know, you, I'm me, but at the same time, I also know when to sit down and pull back. You know what I'm saying? So, but everybody there is great, to be honest. Like, and, and I mean, I love the producers there. I, I that's why it's a family kind of a feel of a show. You know, I work in spaces where you might not know these people over there, or those. I know all of those people. You know, they have days where they brought their kids to work, so I know some of their kids and family members and stuff. So we're a very close knit group of people. So um, yeah, I appreciate them. I love them. I think that that's what it is about. Just being, if you are a good person, you can last in it. I always say this, your character will take you into places sometimes your talent won't. Cause I know some people that are not great hair and makeup people, but they keep jobs forever. And that's mm-hmm. just because people like them. So yeah, yeah. Um... I want to ask you about a couple of interviews that you've done with your own show. All right. I got to ask you about Wendy Williams. Okay. Was there anything that she said in that interview that left, you know, just an impression on you? Because I think we see Wendy Williams on her show, you know, Uh and then we see the documentary and then we Mm -hmm. see snippets of her life on social media and we get these little snippets you know from her life as she tells it to us on the show but as someone who is speaking directly to her what what impression were you left with with that after that interview well first of all although I had started off at her show I didn't have to interact with Wendy so Mm -hmm. and um, Wendy has come to the view and co-hosted and Wendy has, um, you know, we've been, I've been to her show with Sonny and Whoopi and different other guests, Kenya, but I don't, you know what I'm saying? You're not always aware that people even know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Because some people, 
only see this way. They don't pay attention to a lot of the things around them. So first of all, the fact that she was even doing the show, <laughs> <laughs> let's be clear. My show is the little engine that could. It was chuck a luck a lucky. I probably, at the time, let me tell you, I actually owe her. Because at the time, I probably had, I don't even know if I had a thousand subscribers. I don't, and she started off my most watched. I think my most watched video may have had 3,000 views. So the fact that she, it wasn't like I was a big platform. Um, so the fact that she was doing the show was crazy. But I will say this. I walked away knowing that she is true to who she says she is. Um, and as well as she can dish it, she can take it. You know what I'm saying? Because she, I went in like, what can I ask? I'm so scared. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, this is going to make or break my situation because I had other people. She was the pivot point for me of people that were sort of outside of my, you know, I know them so well. So this is going to be how we vibe. This is my first interview with somebody that I know you. I don't know you know you. You know what I'm saying? You don't know me know me. So now it's going to be based off of just how we vibe and rock. And so to see her come on, and I was excited because what happened was her makeup artist was like, oh, she's doing a podcast with Cynthia Bailey right before yours. And, you know, he was like, she is so excited to come on your show. And I was like, really? He was like, yeah, she's been talking about it all day. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Really? She do know. <laughs> she do know. Okay. He was like, no, she was. So when she came on, she was just, she was amazing and she didn't hold back. That's why I say she conditioned. She didn't hold back whatever you asked her, which I wasn't, I wasn't going to be abrasive like that. But still, though, if I, I felt by mid interview, if I wanted to be that person, she was going, she was going to take it because a lot of stuff she was offering. Like I didn't even have to ask. She was just like, Oh, and by the way, I was doing this and I was this, and <laughs> this was happening. And I was like, okay. You know, she talking about how she had called the, the tow truck on, on Kevin's car, you know, like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, girl, you know? So, <laughs> so she's, I mean, I will always have so much gratitude for her because like I told her, she was the start of that career, you know, my whole television, my first, she was the first time, because I remember driving home to Virginia and watching her that night and being like, look, this is the first time I'm seeing my stuff walk on a, on, on a television screen saying I did that. So here's the first time, not that I felt like, because soon as that, like my YouTube started going ting, 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 and she got up to like, 270 something thousand views which was a lot for me to not have that's any a lot in general no it's a <laughs> lot in general to not have any subscribers and not only that but she then just kicked off the whole channel because there were a lot of interviews i had already done Whoopi, i had already done other people and because she was hot at the time with that for that press run it just made it a situation where Everybody went back and saw all my old stuff. And even Sonny, like Sonny's stuff was trickling. Like Sonny was doing like, tee, tee, tee. Sonny's interview ended up going to do, 
like over 140,000 views. So yeah, so it was crazy. Cause I think before she probably had like maybe like 2000 views. She had, mm-hmm. she was really low. It was really low, but yeah. So I, I, I yeah, Wendy is amazing. And I, once again, I, I don't have, I don't have bad situations, really. you know, like, no, encounters. listen, and, and we want to know about, I, I guess for me, you know, even in doing this, I mean, it's, it's always um, in celebration of. So that's mm-hmm. what I always like to let people know. Like when we do this, even when I sit down to interview them, which some people don't always like because I'm not going for like that scandalous question, but I do want to ask you the questions that I want to ask Yeah. in a way that's going to make you feel comfortable. But I want this to be, you know, we celebrating you at the moment and some of your experiences too. And along those lines with Wendy Williams, and because I know my audience loves Real Housewives of Atlanta, Listen. I have to ask you, Kenya Moore, you have worked with her. What is Kenya Moore like in person? Do you watch the show? Yes. That's how she <laughs> <laughs> That is Kenya Moore. Listen, don't think for one minute she is giving you, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they edited it in a way. That's something. But I don't ever watch the show and say, oh, my God, that's so not Kenya. I watch the show and say, that is Kenya. <laughs> I watch the show and I say, that is Kenya. Um, I have worked with Kenya for, oh, my God. Oh, She was actually like one of my I actually started working with Kenya before I even moved to New York. So if I've been to New York if for eight years now, eight years in May, I've been working with Kenya a little bit over that. Um, because of a makeup artist named D'Angelo uh, asked me to do a photo shoot that she was doing and he was doing her makeup. And um, we, you know, she just kept calling me after that. And so I did, when she did Apprentice, I did some of her press. I didn't do the show, but I did her press for that. So I, me and Kenya, we've been rocking a long time. So I will say she is in person. She is very much uh, who she is on the show. No, no extras added, no taking away. Whatever you see is what it is. You know, <laughs> I will, I will say she is, when I tell you she does love Brooklyn, like you can tell when somebody has fought to get something and they have an appreciation for it. And that's how she is about that little girl. Um, that that little child, you know, is the sun, the moon and the stars to her, you know, and, and that is one of her top priorities and everything revolves around how does Brooklyn fit in, you know, from what she does, who she, how long she gonna be there. We had a photo shoot when, right prior to my show and it's like, okay, the nanny leaves at this time. She is calling that nanny. She is on that phone. What did she eat? What time did she? She, when I tell you, ain't nobody ever going to get over on that little girl. <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. She is on top of it. So, yeah. Well, I guess in the way I, and the reason I asked the question the way that I asked is because I feel like a lot of times on the show and it could be the edit. It's that I don't always like stuff that happens with her on the show. But when I watch her in interviews, I feel like she lights up. So in my mind, I was like, maybe we got getting the full picture. And everyone who I've come into contact with that knows her personally 
has nothing but great things to say about her. So in my mind, when I look at the show now, I separate what I believe the actions are happening on the show and who I believe she actually is. Because in my mind, I'm like, she got to be different. Because there's something that is attracting so many people that I know to her. So I assume, I mean, she, and and again, watching her on an interview, I can't stop watching. I mean, you got to realize though, Kenya, when she did my interview, the one thing you realize is Kenya has been working in the television entertainment field years before Housewives. Mm-hmm. So t- Kenya is very aware of what makes great television. She's very aware of what continues to make her a star on that show. And so she, she's learned how to deliver. Um, so, you know, she, I mean, that's really the best I can say. She, she knows how to keep herself relevant. So there you go. So my next question for you is, what's next? You've, I mean, because listen, a Wendy interview, I can't, you can't even see where my hand is. That's how high that is on most people's like metrics for success in terms of being in this type of space. You have hit that metric. What do you do next? Well, the thing about that is, it's a gift and a curse because once you do that, then it is like, well, who next? Over? <laughs> you how do you type it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so when you when it's happening, you're like, this is amazing. But then after it, you're like, well, what's next? How do I keep going? So to be honest, I don't. I have just. I try to go back to what my whole purpose in doing the show was. And my purpose in doing the show was, and I always tell people, when I started doing it. I watch Lifetime's Real Women. I watch Behind the Music. I watch Unsung. I love to hear people's stories and mm-hmm. to hear how they made it because it's encouraging. That's why when I just had this as a, as a thought, I wanted to sit down with you in Miami and was like, yo, tell me, you know, what do you think? How do you, you know what I'm saying? Because I enjoy hearing, and I mean, I enjoy hearing how people navigate this space. So, when I I then try to keep true to the purpose of what the show is, and that is to tell people stories and to talk to celebrities, but also talk to people that work in these other spaces behind the scenes, the Sir Johns that work with a Beyonce on a regular. That you know, how does how does he manage that? You know, or the Morel Hollis, which is Wendy's makeup artist, which sort of helped propel me to get that interview. So I go back to what my whole purpose was. And I feel like if you stick with what your goal was and your purpose was, the rest of it will come to play. Um, so right now, it's to constantly keep the show moving. It's, it is very tiresome, you know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. <laughs> I know. It is. But you know what? What the beauty of your show is, is you. Like you, is is a lot of the which actually says a whole lot about who you are. So I hope you really take that to heart, that you can have gotten all the followers and the subscribers and the viewership that you have based off of who you are. So that is a talent. That's what I told Wendy. For you to be able to carry a show sometimes and not even have one guest, for, you to, for people to be just interested in hearing what you have to say about pop culture, 
what's going on with the housewives or whatever, that says a lot about you. So with, with mine, which is very, people don't care about me. People want to know who the guest is. You know what I'm saying? Who are you talking to and what is it that you're talking to them about? What relates to where I am? So um, basically just trying to make sure I keep that focus on what that is and to, you know, keep going forward with that. And hopefully people will learn. I'm always, I, I do appreciate the comment section on the YouTube. Now, sometimes I get some crazy, but every now and again, you'll get some people that'll encourage you and some people that see what your purpose is, you know, and they're like, oh, I learned so much. I cried. Oh, I'm inspired in this way. So that's what makes me keep doing it. Now, I'm hoping that eventually some some beauty platform will see how it could play into their situation. Maybe a, a streaming network. I don't know if I would ever want to do network television because that becomes a whole nother beast, but I would love to expand in different ways. And to be honest, I want to produce other things. This actually was just to sort of see how I could produce and it's easy to produce me, but I, I have ideas for documentaries. I've, I've written shows. I was writing shows back in 2005 when Andre Harrell died. It was one of the most moving moments or sad moments for me because I remember tracking him down for a music show that I wrote and like seeing him at this event in Raleigh that he had to speak at and he came out the door and I'm running beside him and I'm like, uh, I got this show. He was like, pitch. And I was like, but wait a minute, you got, like, I was like, now's your moment, you got to pitch. And he's walking, he's not talking. He's not sitting here like, okay, I'm listening to you. He's like, I'm walking to the car pitch. <laughs> and I remember, and it's like, and it's this, and it's that, and whatever. And I remember handing him the paperwork that I had put together and everything, clearly nothing came from it. But, you know, I realized that these are all moments that I'm putting into. So when my day comes, I will have all these amazing stories to tell. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. And real quick, just, I mean, before we go, what, what would be something like an ideal show for you? Like, you know, because in my mind, you have now, because of the quality of your production, you know what that takes. Yes, it's exhausting, but the payoff is worth it. What, I mean, what would you want to do? To be honest, the shows that I, I want to do have nothing to even do with me, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I had came up with an amazing idea for Instagram comedians, you know. Um, and I had, you know, I want to do a documentary on... Um, which I've already written out the trailer for it and everything, a documentary on the ministry, because I still think about that. And I think about um, what goes into being a, a pastor. Like people don't realize pastors are one of the highest uh, for suicides, because what happens is you're preaching a gospel that is not your own gospel, but you believe in it people hold you accountable for it, failing to realize you're just as human. So when you fall or when you, everybody is like, well, you're supposed to be a preacher. So why did you fall? So I want to explore that deeper in a, in a way from the mega church pastor to the pastor of the church with 20 members right on the corner. So that's really one of the things that I hope to be able to put out. And, you know, but I realize I'm building. So right now, I'm building this 
to make this the base and people see, oh, he can't, like, he does have solid ideas, you know. I mean, I, you're right. I work very hard. Like, even to the point, like, I got a guy that I know and he produced a theme song. I wrote the lyrics for that. Now, I can't sing it, but I did. I wrote the lyrics for that theme song. Every part of behind the scenes beauty is all <laughs> moi. You know what I'm saying? But I'm happy to have be able to learn it. And I use it as my college space. Because that way, as I'm learning all of this stuff, when I get into a bigger room, I'm well adjusted. I, I use I use Issa Rae and all of them. Like she is my, you know, like to see how she did Aqua mm-hmm. Black Girl and then it changed mm-hmm. over. I, I take all of that in. So yeah, that's that's the space I'm in. And hopefully, yeah, it'll it'll all of that stuff will come around. Well, knowing what I know now about your drive, determination, and ability to put things together in the way that you have we definitely know it's coming okay it's coming um Derek tell everybody where they can find you listen you can find me on Twitter I'll try to be as simple as possible it's Derek Monroe D-E-R-I-C-K just one R Monroe all one word on Instagram and yeah and if you go on YouTube it's uh behind the scenes beauty one or Derek Monroe but it's behind the scenes so yeah Please go like and subscribe and all that good stuff. Yes, definitely go support. And for those of you guys who are listening right now, make sure you check out the next episode. Derek, thank you so much for joining us. And hopefully you'll come back in a couple of months with your next big project. Yes, I will. Please. I, I thank you for having me. It means so much Absolutely. to be able to, to I was I was overjoyed when I saw that <laughs> <laughs> you wanted me to be out here. Because I love you, you so know, much. The great thing about it is, as we all come up in these spaces, is that we all can work together and do yeah. different and fun and creative things. And so we're going to keep that going. We will surely go into the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. That's what's up. All right, y'all. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel and we will catch you in the next video.